Welcome to Make Marriage Work, episode 14, Let's Talk About Sex, Baby, Concrete, Shame-Free Sex and Intimacy Tips with Vanessa and Xander. Let's talk about sex, baby. Mm, nice. Like, let's let's really talk about sex. Yeah, we're going to talk about sex, like a lot. Um, as you all know, we don't talk about sex a ton. I mean, Strons and I do in our own relationship, but... We don't on our platform, on our Instagram, on our podcast. It's not like our thing. We talk about arguing better, conflict, connecting, all those things. Um, but sex can be a big source of conflict for like most couples, honestly, mm-hmm. at some point. And so we are so excited to have Vanessa and Xander on um, the podcast because they talk a lot about sex on their platform um vanessa and xander so they're affectionately referred to as that sex couple by their followers and they are here to help you create the sex life you secretly want vanessa is a licensed licensed psychotherapist who studied human sexuality at brown university and xander is a regular dude who left a cushy career in tech once he realized it was more fun to talk about sex with his wife all day Together, they have the unique ability to make you laugh while giving you the courage to talk about sex and relationships in ways you never have before. They're really awesome. We found them on Instagram, and we're like, they're the sex version of us, because <laughs> they're just out there like trying to smash stigma around sex and relationships, and they're just like... Me and Xander are not licensed therapists, yeah. but we... Business husbands, therapy wives. Yeah. So they're really fun to talk to, and they give really specific tips on improving your sexual relationship, which is also what they do on their Instagram all day long as well, and we will link that in the show notes. Um, So we're just going to dive right into their episode. Enjoy. This is Make Marriage Work a podcast for happy couples who are ready to learn how to argue better and connect more. We're Strons and Mallory Wolfgram. Mallory is a couples therapist, but this podcast isn't therapy. It's chatting with real couples like you about how to make marriage work. At the end of each episode, we give you clear takeaways that you can try out in your own relationship. All right, let's get going. So uh, welcome, everybody, to today's episode. We're speaking with Vanessa and Xander, and we are very excited to have both of them on the podcast today. Thanks for being here. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having us. We're really excited to get to chat with another couple. Yes, we're excited, too. Um, We like to start out with having you each just share what you love most about your partner. A very sweet way to start. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go first? Sure. Um, <laughs> I I kind of just love the small things about Vanessa. Um, I, I love all the things about Vanessa, but I really love just like small everyday things, like the way that she always messes up just like normal, normal phrases. Um, (laughs) The other day she was talking about, uh, she was trying to say knocking back a few drinks and she said, pouring back a few drinks. (laughs) 
just that kind of thing. She she does one of those every day, probably, uh-huh. and I get to have a nice little laugh, and uh, it just kind of like increases our little, you know, day to day connections, and um, makes me really excited to just hang out with her all day. Yeah, just keep you laughing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I love love a lot of things about Xander. Um, I'd say one of the things that I appreciate the most is his willingness to talk about his emotions. Um, We definitely hear from a lot of couples that feel like, you know, we just can't talk about really tough stuff or, you know, it feels like the intimacy is missing in our relationship because we just can't like go there with each other. And I think you know, men in particular really get a lot of bad socialization about being able to talk about their emotions. And so that's something that always really drew me to Xander. And it's continuing to, my appreciation continues to deepen about that, that he's not willing to talk or not willing. He's not, he's not afraid to talk about his emotions. He is willing to go there. Um, and it just, yeah, really creates that true intimacy for us. Well, that's really nice. That's a little better than mine. (laughs) Xander, good question for you. Um, Like talking about your feelings and emotions, was this like something that you like knew how to do before you two met? Was this like very natural and innate for you? Or was this something that had to come with like time and like a little nudging from from (laughs) Vanessa? Yeah, it was definitely not natural and innate. I I always was encouraged to have feelings as a, as a kid. I wasn't one of those guys that grew up with like, you know, like feelings are weakness, but I was definitely not very skillful at expressing them for a very long time. And um, yeah, it's really in our relationship I have developed in that area and only in the last couple of years really developed a confidence around expressing my emotions previously i would be scared that i might misspeak or say something hurtful without really thinking it through and really only recently i've gotten to the point where i actually feel like no i i i'm feeling something and i can come right out and say it i don't have to sit on it for a couple days i don't think you give yourself enough credit there i I, I feel like you were a lot better at being you know transparent and vulnerable right from the get-go like I remember when we met um you know I'd, I'd been in relationships with a lot of people where it felt like they were afraid to be vulnerable and like afraid to fall in love and have a serious relationship and I never felt like Xander was afraid to be with me and I, rem- I remember even mm-hmm. in those early months just feeling like wow I don't think I've come across this before <laughs> I'll take that <laughs> yeah so you- so maybe Xander you've honed it over the years but Vanessa you felt that kind of ability and willingness early early on yeah definitely really nice beautiful I like it okay we're gonna transition into more sex related questions because that's y'all's specialty (laughs) so we're gonna switch on into those awesome so the next question is what is a funny or relatable argument or conflict around sex that you guys have worked through together (laughs) we've had a lot i mean we try to be really transparent with our community that you know we we have had struggles in our own sex life too so i think a lot of people make the assumption that like oh she's a sex therapist and they have this whole business together they must have this smoking hot sex life and Mm -hmm. we just like to be really honest like nobody has a perfect sex life and yeah we learn you know we talk about this 
stuff. And we try to teach people really practical tools and tips. And at the same time, like nobody's perfect at anything, sex included. Especially us. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we've had like a range of, of challenges. I mean, we've dealt, we've dealt with like having mismatched sex drives, each of us dealing with like having a higher or lower sex drive based on, you know, what was going on at different points in our lives, um, all the way down to like silly things. Like we both like to be on bottom during, you know, makeout sessions and stuff like that. And so we'll sort of be like yeah. know, wrestling each other a little bit for like, you get on bottom. No, you get on yeah, bottom. Yeah, early on. <laughs> er, very early on in our relationship. Yeah, like we would be making out or something and and I would be on top and a few minutes would go by and I'd kind of like, I guess in the past, I'd always always just, you know, a quick cue, like shift the weight a little bit and then you flip over and Vanessa was like, holding firm. Hold my ground. <laughs> just like put all your weight straight into the back. Um, but uh, eventually, I think I actually we had to talk about it because I, I was like, "Hmm, this is I've never experienced this before." But we have a pretty good, we have a pretty good understanding now. We, we I stay out. on top when we're making out, and then Vanessa gets on top a lot more during sex, and it all works out. So I I like that. I love how open you're being right now and that's a huge part of why your page is so wonderful on Instagram of just how open you are and taking out the stigma and the shame around sexual relationships and imperfections in those and it sounds like like you guys can kind of giggle through them and like have clearly talked through them together and just it sounds like keep a really open dialogue about kind of all those different pieces um even when like like yeah, those- I mean, I- yeah one of the one of the messages that we really want to send to people is that sex doesn't need to be so serious all the time I mean we all have baggage around it and complicated relationships with it and so I think it's very easy for us to to build it up to being this very serious thing and we just love to laugh about it I mean not in like an embarrassed like (laughs) oh you know he said penis kind of way but like you know we just like to be goofy and silly and playful um, because that's who we are outside of the bedroom too and so I think just recognizing Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be just like perfectly sexy and seductive all the time. <laughs> like it's okay to to laugh and be silly with each other. Oh yeah. Mhm. Mhm. I love it. Has there ever been like with any of those kind of um, conflicts around sex that you're talking about? Has there ever been moments of probably it'd be earlier in the relationship of like, we don't know how to bring this up or feeling kind of stuck? Or was that really natural for you both to just kind of um, dive into it? Because I know that's something that's sometimes hard for people to just break the ice and kind of talk about it. Yeah, it definitely has not come natural to either (laughs) one of us. Um, I think we both have had plenty of experiences with feeling shy, bringing something up. And, you know, even to this day, like we still, you know, there will still be moments where I'll catch myself, even if it's something as small, like in the moment, you know, wanting to switch positions or wanting something a little softer, a little harder, like I will still catch myself feeling like, you know, shy. Yeah, Um, It's always easier to just like, oh, I'll just keep it to myself. Yeah. So we both. This is still good, so I'm okay. With <laughs> yeah. 
So we've, yeah, we, we can really empathize with, you know, people who maybe haven't even had a single conversation with their partner about sex, that it can be very challenging to bring it up. So we like to encourage people to, to start small. I, I think one of the big challenges that a lot of couples come across is they work up the courage to finally start talking about sex. And then it's like, they're trying to talk about all the problems and issues and complaints and challenges that they've had because things have just been, you know, boiling up for so long. And so we try to get used to just having, you know, these smaller daily discussions about sex. So it really normalizes it and makes it feel more comfortable. But yeah, it's definitely been a journey for both of us in, in being able to get here. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, I love that idea of smaller daily conversations around sex. And I do feel like that's not natural for a lot of couples it's more like mm -hmm. you said kind of waiting till okay I'd probably need to bring this up after months of feeling slightly you know aware of it and mm -hmm. just to have it be part of just our kind of normal conversation and check-in is is huge to taking out that shame and that stress around it mm -hmm. yeah I think just to expand on what Vanessa said before yeah. for a second it's like we get into these patterns, like she said, you know, you have a little piece of feedback here or there that you want to give. And instead of giving it, you're like, oh, that's going to be awkward. I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, but like she said, by the time you do say it, it's like a big deal. And it's like, oh, my God, I've actually never liked it when we've done this. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation turns or, or, you know, you break up or something because it's like, oh, we've been like hiding these things from each other. And then you have you, you associate talking about sex with this negative experience yeah. and so then you you know you really don't want to talk about <laughs> it the next time so it's like you need to find a way to sort of have a successful conversation that gives you permission to be like oh okay yeah I can I can have these more successful conversations I can I can talk about the small things without it turning into like a breakup and that's what we're trying to do with our Instagram account, too, is just have couples follow along together. And then whatever it is that we're talking about that day, because we do stories together every day, um, that that could be a little conversation opener. And even if it's, you know, we've gotten DMs from people saying, yeah, we didn't even relate to what it was that you guys were talking about, but we got to have this conversation about like, oh, well, what did you think about that? What did you think yeah. about that? And so it's just, it's a nice way to um, like, let us open up the conversation for you rather than you feeling all this yeah. pressure, to, you know, to come to your partner and say, like, we have to talk. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Those, and like those prompts that you give on Instagram of like Xander, you're saying, sets people up to have a lighter more positive conversation around sex so that it's not so like looming and daunting and heavy yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i think a lot of that uh with what uh, xander and vanessa what you two are saying um a lot of it just has to maybe come with time and just like build that trust to have these like smaller conversations about you know maybe what what is bothering a partner um or or, or so because um i kind of feel like when i was first like learning how to share my emotions i would just like you know kind of bottle things up and then i'd express it in like a very aggressive way when things have just kind of exploded and then i'm just like whoa that did not feel good but um over time you know with 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 practice i've, I've been able to like tell mallory within these small conversations that like hey this is how i'm feeling and uh, we may want to change some of these things if, if, if that works for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I, I think that there's like, you know, a great starting place for so many couples is like, start talking about the positive stuff. So I think yeah. the same sort of dynamics can come up with emotions too, as we feel like the only time we have to share our emotions is when there's a problem or we need our partner to change something. But it's such a better way for sex and for emotions, like start with the positives, like there are plenty of fun, positive emotions you could yeah. share with your partner and, and get used to being more expressive and, and have these experiences of, oh, I can share myself and it's, you know, my partner sees it and appreciates yeah. it and it leads to connection. And it's the same with sex, you know, it could be starting with just telling your partner what you liked about, you know, you just had sex. What did you like about that? Or giving them compliments on you know, the level of connection that you feel with them. So it's just such a great way to start rather than feeling like you have to like jump into the deep end yeah. of the pool. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people yeah. jump to, you know, wanting to give some piece of feedback or something and, you know, saying something mm -hmm. like, Oh, I, you know, I, I, I don't like it when you, you know, use this much pressure or something like that. And then the other partner hears like, Oh, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. And then they feel like they lose their confidence mm -hmm. or, um, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, whereas if you are, you know, giving small compliments for a long time, you're building that trust of like, okay, yes, this is good. I love all of these things about you. So when you do have a piece of more constructive feedback, it's not, you don't, you know, the other person doesn't immediately take it to this place of like, oh, this per like, I'm actually really bad at this, or my partner's been hiding this from me or, or whatever. It doesn't turn into a resentment. Mm -hmm. Totally. Love it. That's huge. Yeah. Making sure that we're not only focusing on the negative, but there's so much room to focus on the positive and connect and compliment and all those things around sex as well. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay, so we're kind of already getting into this, but I'm wondering um, other challenging blocks or stuck places that couples may hit in their sexual relationships and any advice you guys have on how to work through those together. Oh, how much time do you guys have? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of challenges. You know, I yeah, think people yeah. people are struggling with a lot in their sex lives. I mean, I think one of the big ones that um that people are really talking about right now, especially with everything going on in the world, is just feeling like there's a lack of quality time and, and real connection. So it's interesting because this last year, a lot of us have been spending more time together than we ever have, but people still feel like it's mm -hmm. this disconnected time where they're not actually feeling intimate yeah. with each other. So one of the main tips that we give to couples is really trying to be intentional about creating that quality time with each other, where you're, you're spending time with no distractions, just the two of you together. And recognizing that, you know, it's so like we have to be intentional about carving this out. It's really easy for us to get swept up in all the responsibilities and the to do's of the day, but that we have to make and protect that space. So we talk about that with, you know, with quality time and with intimacy, too. It's like very easy. You know, so many people tell us, like, I just get to the end of the night and I, you know, I've been thinking we'll have sex all day long, trying to psych myself up. And then I crawl into bed, my head hits the pillow and it's just game over. <laughs> so we have to be, you know, bring that same level of intentionality to our sex lives as well. Yeah. Especially that idea of like waiting to have sex until mm -hmm. the very end of the day. And by end of the day, I mean, when you crawl into bed and if you think about it, that's 
probably the worst possible time to have sex. <laughs> you're tired. You're exhausted. Um, you're, you're, about already, yeah, you're thinking about how many hours of sleep you're going to get. And you're like doing that math in your head of like, okay, well, how long will it take to have sex? How long will it take before we start? And then subtracting mm-hmm. from the hours of sleep. And it's like, that is the last thing you want to be thinking about <laughs> when you're going to have this, you know, really nice, intimate thing together. Yeah. So we, one of our favorite, like quick guidelines for couples is like, try to have sex as early in the day as you can. So obviously we all have different schedules and responsibilities and stuff like that. But um, the earlier you can, you know, where you actually have the, the energy to connect with each other rather than having to do that horrible sex math in your yeah. head. Bedtime calculus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that and that's something that like we've definitely talked about how late at night when we're exhausted is not the ideal time but i don't think we've ever put that clear of words to it of like try to go for it as early in the day as you can make it happen and it's so that's one of those things where it's like you just wonder how did that become the norm that we're kind of taught that it's like the last thing you do mm-hmm. or you know it's just one of those things like <laughs> that's not helpful whoever came up with that so I love yeah. super explicit and think that's really really helpful insight mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like how early on in our marriage Mel wanted to wait until the end of the night to talk about hard things and I was like oof I, yeah, similar concept. I gotta go to yeah. sleep. <laughs> I have to go to sleep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Another good one to do earlier uh-huh. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta save that energy for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I saw, I think I saw one of your Instagram stories too. You were talking about like, um, similarly like date night not waiting until you come home with like full bellies of delicious food and saving sex for after the date oh, yeah. <laughs> our, our first rule I don't know if we can swear on your podcast yeah, but uh, I think you can guess what the f are <laughs> yeah I mean that was a really funny one that we actually totally stole that from Dan Savage from his podcast. And I remember hearing that, hearing him say that for the first time. And it's like, why has yeah. no one ever told me this before? Yeah. Yeah. Like we, <laughs> like we're really big foodies and we would always go out on these like elaborate date nights. Yeah. We lived in San Francisco for a long time, which just had the best restaurants and we'd come mm-hmm. home and yeah, it's like that same, you have that idea in your head of, okay, date night, you go out to dinner and then you come home and have sex. Yeah. And we would come home all the right. time so, so yeah. and tipsy and it was just like I don't want to right now this is terrible so we yeah we just thought that was so convenient. so we started flipping it around and yeah. now we do it before and, and then you go of, out and you're like feeling good, feeling good you're like connected. oh yeah awesome I can <laughs> eat I got dessert and then I can pass out oh. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Just have that same sort of mentality for so many things at first. <laughs> love it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm going back a minute because I think another thing you said that was so important is being really intentional around making time for it and like keeping it a priority. Um, both that quality time and that intimacy and sexual relationship, all those things. Um, do you have any like concrete thoughts on how 
couples can do that because that's something I hear in my therapy sessions, even just with like emotional intimacy. It's like we don't have time and we need to make it a priority. And it's really hard to like it's like just do it is is an important piece, I think, of really just going for it and making it happen. But I'm curious if you have any like concrete thoughts or any other kind of thoughts around how couples can do that. Well, I think, you know, we were just talking about this the other day that it's really important for us to give ourselves validation and acknowledgement about all the stuff that's on our plate. Like, you know, of course, everybody has different stories, different challenges that they're dealing with. But I think, you know, sometimes people feel like, oh, it just should be easier. We just should do it. And we have to kind of take a step back and acknowledge like, yeah, I've got a lot on my plate and life is busy and challenging. So we don't want to like downplay those things or make it sound like, oh, it's so easy to have a smoke and hot sex life. Just do it more often. Right. So it's kind of starting with that validation of ourselves. Um, and then also, you know, not getting stuck in that place either. I think a lot of us, you know, we kind of feel powerless against how busy or full our lives have become. Um, people are dealing with different, you know, challenges and, yeah. and it's really easy to, to get into this kind of hopeless place. Yeah. And, and I think societally, we also put this premium on being busy mm-hmm. as this ideal. Like that, you say that almost like bragging to your, it's like, oh, you yeah. go meet up with a friend. And it's like, how have you been? Oh, I've been so busy. And oh, like, well, I've been busy too, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Probably not not busy having sex. <laughs> so I think, you know, <laughs> the advice that we really love to give is to schedule sex. And I know a lot of people hear that phrase and they just get this like pit of dread in their stomach. I got that right. I was, I was trying, right? Um, <laughs> in the stomach. Yeah, there okay, you there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> um, you know, they think that it's like this terrible thing that you only schedule sex if things are really bad in your relationship but that's because the assumption is that sex just happens spontaneously Mm -hmm. because that's what you see in the movies but But it doesn't happen spontaneously it doesn't (laughs) so i mean we just think you know the reality of modern life is that we schedule the things that are important to us so why should sex be any different I mean, you know, we don't judge ourselves for scheduling things like, you know, if your kid has a soccer game that you want to go to, you don't judge yourself for like, ugh, I can't believe I have to schedule this. Like, I must not really want to go to the soccer game if I have to put it in my calendar, you know? It should just happen upon the park at the right time. (laughs) I mean, it's like, it sounds really funny when we talk about it with other examples, but we treat sex in yeah. that way. So we think like, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's, that's a sign of respect for your sex life. If you're willing to say, hey, let's t- take a look at everything we've got on our plate and let's carve out time and be, you know, really intentional about protecting that time. So we make sure we get to have it. Yeah. And, you know, you can definitely schedule sex in a way that feels really you know, crappy and depressing, yeah. but you can also schedule in a way that feels like fun and you're prioritizing each other yeah. and yourselves and giving yourself something to anticipate and look forward to and build up to. Um, and we also like to talk about, you know, like at the beginning of relationship, yeah. like, oh, is that what you're about to say? Oh yeah. I was going to say, just cause you were like, you know, give yourself something to anticipate and build up to. That's exactly <laughs> like how it was at the beginning of a relationship. You make a date, with someone 
And then, you know, the whole, probably many days before, or at least like the day of, you're thinking about it, you're getting ready, you're doing all these things that like cue your you. outfit, yeah. like to your you're, you're cueing yourself <laughs> mentally to be like craving intimacy or sex, or, you know, I guess it depends where you are in the <laughs> dating someone, but, you know, you're thinking about it and you're kind of already getting yourself amped up for it. Um, and so, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's what we always say to people when they say, oh, but sex is supposed to be spontaneous. And it's like, okay, well, like spontaneous, like it was at the beginning of our relationship. And then you think, okay, mm-hmm. let's go back to the beginning of your relationship. Like, were you guys scheduling <laughs> dates or were you just like walking around the streets, like seeing if you bump into each other? Like, oh, this is we should go on a yeah, so it's just, yeah, I think we we, really, yeah. we put spontaneity on this pedestal when the reality is, like, it wasn't ever really that spontaneous. It was just, we had a different attitude about the level of planning and intentionality. We were excited about that. Yeah, the prep than, was fun. Yeah. We have to find a way to make the, the prep fun now. Mm-hmm. 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 That's so good. Yeah. Like my mind is like taking that all in, and rewiring a little bit. I love that. Yeah. I love that perspective. Awesome. I love that you guys talked about um, how like maybe media, TV shows, movies today have kind of skewed mm-hmm. that expectation that, that that some people may take into their relationships about you know sex needs to be spontaneous, the man or the woman or other another partner you know just like jumps me from behind you know what i mean and it's that's what tv (laughs) shows today but i really love how you guys have just you know really underscored the importance of scheduling and it's totally fine Mm -hmm. to schedule sex yeah love it yeah i mean i think that it's it's really unfortunate that for most of us the only sex education that we get is from tv movies and porn and it's just you know it's so unrealistic i mean these things are meant to be entertainment um i've heard someone else say like you know trying to learn how to have sex from porn or the movies is like trying to learn how to drive from watching the fast and the furious it's like So it's, yeah, it's a <laughs> the only edu- yeah. education that we get. So we, you know, we have to just recognize like this is this is meant to be educa- uh, entertaining. It is not meant to be educational. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. That's good. It's a good yeah. disclaimer. <laughs> gotcha. Um, all right. So so moving along. Um, how do you? And how can couples stay close and connected in their physical and sexual relationship? Well, we definitely talked about, you know, trying to make it a priority. That's something that's that's really big for us. Um, mm-hmm. Staying in conversation about it is another big one, too, that I, I know we chatted about a little bit already as well. Yeah. Yeah. Staying in communication and also like setting clear expectations in moments where you may have time together, like to be distraction free, for example. So Mm -hmm. let's say you're, you're sitting down on the couch to watch whatever you're watching on Netflix. And it's just like, Hey, do we like, let's put our phones away for this and just cuddle. Cause it's so easy to get distracted by phone, email, Mm -hmm. kids, whatever the case, whatever, whatever the the possible distraction is, it's so easy. It's kind of be like, okay, yeah, I'll multitask. 
And then it's like, okay, that, and that's how people get to that place of like, oh, well, we've been together all day, but it doesn't really feel like we've been together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just setting an expectation about like what this, you know, what the next hour or what the next 30 minutes or even what the next 10 minutes um, are going to be like, and then really being there together. And another big thing that we do is really trying to continue exploring our sex life. Like, I think that sex is a way that we get to play as adults. It's like our adult playground. (laughs) And unfortunately, you know, most of us get caught in these ruts where we're just doing the same thing over and over again. And even if it's not particularly pleasurable for either partner, we just like get into that, that groove and keep repeating the same thing. And so we really challenge ourselves to try to continue being vulnerable vulnerable, going outside of our comfort zones, um, learning, you know, new techniques, new tools, new things to do together. Um, And yeah, just trying to like keep it interesting. And I mean, the same sort of advice applies outside of the bedroom too. You know, if you're always going to date night at the little Italian place around the corner, like you're going to get tired of that too. So trying to be creative with how we spend that time together and, and just viewing our sex life as this ever evolving project or adventure that we're on together. Yeah. I think one of those other sort of sex misconceptions that a lot of couples have is that it's like, by the time you've reached the point where you're in a serious relationship, you want to view yourself as like, I'm good at sex. Like I know what to Mm -hmm. do. And because of that, you're scared of trying new things or you're scared of talking about trying something new because it might expose you as not being, you know, this perfect, (laughs) perfect sexy beast or whatever it is. Um, But but yeah, the reality is like, I don't know if I think back to jobs that I used to have, there, there were some jobs that I had in my past where I was really good at a certain thing. And I was really successful in that job. And after a couple of years, it's sorry, and backing up, it feels good to be really good at something like, Hey, I'm good at this. Other people are validating me for being good at it. But when you do that same thing over and over and over, you start to get kind of tired of it. And I, yeah, I've definitely had jobs a couple of years in, I'm like, okay, I'm really good at this, but it's as boring as hell. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's safe to be totally. sex and trying new things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much goodness. <laughs> Expectations, communicating, intentionality, exploring. Lots of good takeaways. I love it. Um, okay, so our last question for you, and this can be sex related or not, whatever comes to mind. Um, what is each of your number one tip for others to making marriage work? For me, it's trying your very hardest and you're not going to do this perfectly all the time, but trying your hardest to recognize that it is you and your partner as a team battling whatever challenges are coming up in your relationship in your lives. I think it's so, so easy for us to feel like we're opponents and we're fighting for like only one person can be right or only one person can have needs. And it's just, you know, you get to a very stuck place very quickly doing that. So it's just a completely different approach if you're able to kind of take a step back and realize like, yeah, we're all going to have challenges. We're all going to have arguments or disagreements. But if we can see ourselves as like you and I are always teammates and we get to fight this thing together, it just is a totally different perspective than fighting against each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, and mine mine would be like the biggest kind of realization or mindset shift I've had in our marriage is this realization that my perception is not reality. My perception of events or my memories, they're just my memories. And someone else is going to have a completely different recollection or memory of what happened or what was said. And so that shift where I realized, okay, it's not about what I remember. Like what I remember makes me feel a certain way, but what she remembers makes her feel a certain way or think a certain way. And so just having space for their, you know, in a, you know, in a relationship for there being two different realities that can both be equally honored and respected and validated. I think that is super important. So good. Claps. Claps for you both. (laughs) Snaps of the fingers. Okay. So much good wisdom dropped. We're so excited for our listeners to hear this. And if they want to get more from you, what's the best way to kind of find you guys and get in touch with you? Well, definitely come find us on Instagram. We're at Vanessa Marin Therapy. And like I was saying earlier, we do daily stories to help open up mm-hmm. the conversation between you and your partner. And we just have so many free resources there, like free guides and all these highlights and all kinds of stuff. So come find us there. And then also on our website at vmtherapy.com, um, we have tons of blog posts and uh, more free guides there too. We got a lot of free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> We're very passionate about helping people yeah. get if you want if you want to go straight to the free stuff just go to vmtherapy.com slash free yes but yeah we'd love to connect with any of your (laughs) okay awesome thank you so much and yes definitely check out their instagram page because we found it and immediately we're so obsessed and excited (laughs) so it's such a good resource you guys are doing such important work And thank you so much for coming on podcast. Thank you guys. Thanks for having us. We talked about sex, baby. Thank you, Xander (laughs) and Vanessa, for joining the podcast. Yes, so good. So many clear takeaways. We're just going to choose a couple for the work it so grab your partner and we're gonna dive into the work it's so you ready babe let's work it just work it work it number one have sex as early in the day as possible so We know as the day goes on, just tasks start to pile on and pile on and there are things to do. So just knock it out. Have (laughs) sex as early as possible. I love that before the dinner date too, because I feel like it's just a great way to think about it. Why not? Work at number two, schedule sex. Um, There's a lot of stigma around scheduling sex. I come up I come across that with a lot of my clients, like, oh, if we start scheduling it, like, we're old and it lost all our passion, and that's really not true, and I loved how she talked about we schedule the things that are important to us, it helps us anticipate it, we can get excited for it, and no shame around scheduling sex. It's fantastic. Yeah. Put it on the Google calendar. (laughs) 
Why not? <laughs> Work it number three. Communicate about sex daily. If you and your partner are having small, casual conversations about sex regularly, then those more heavy conversations about sex won't be as scary. So we really encourage you to make sure you talk through those three workets with your partner, especially if it's weird and uncomfortable to talk this explicitly about sex, um, because it really is just going to help strengthen your relationship, your communication, um, and set you up for success to have those harder conversations around sex as well. So we hope this was helpful. We're grateful to Vanessa and Xander for all their wisdom, and we will see you next time. Bye. If you like this episode, we'd be super grateful if you would rate and review our podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really does help other listeners find us. And make sure to find us on Instagram for more relationship tips at Make Marriage Work. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.